My guest has uncovered the seven supernatural prayers that will remove all legal access by demons. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Mark Verkler. And we're going to talk about an area that a lot of people uh, confine to the back rooms. But one-third of the ministry, almost one-third of the ministry that Jesus had was casting evil spirits out of people. There was a freedom that the primitive early church had that is lacking so much today. Now, Mark, tell me what your first experience was with deliverance. My first experience was with a deacon in our church. He came and uh, he said he had an uncontrollable sin issue. He had fasted, he had prayed, he'd memorized scripture, nothing worked. And it was lust, and he would instantly undress every woman when they came to church. He hated himself for it, and he could not overcome it. And so he said, do you think this could be a demon? And I said, I don't know, because I had <laughs> never cast a demon out of anybody. <laughs> um, but I said, if you want us to pray for you, we can. And so we did. Uh, the three elders of our church got together, we prayed for him, and um, within about a half hour to an hour, two or three demons surfaced and we cast them out. I mean, the guy was shaking and there was a gruff voice saying, I'm not coming out. And we said, yes, you're coming out. And we used the name of Jesus, we cast it out. There was sweat pouring, on, pouring off him, he was shaking. They came out and I thought, wow, that's a new experience because I didn't even know deacons could have demons. And, <laughs> and so I went back to him a week later, six weeks mm -hmm. later, a month later, six months later, a year later, two years later, and I asked him the same question, is your life different? And he said, yes. He said, now it's like any other sin. I can crucify it when I choose to, and I choose to crucify it. So his compulsion, which was caused by a demon, was broken, and he was set free of it through deliverance prayer. Okay, you then went through deliverance. You had a great fear of having a stroke. Yeah, I did. My grandfather died when I was maybe seven or eight, somewhere around there. And my recollection was it was of a stroke, and that wasn't quite accurate, but that was the way I saw it as a child. And so I picked up a fear of having a stroke, which I didn't even know what it was. And, but I had reoccurring dreams about five days a week for about 15 years. And the dream was I would wake up paralyzed. My head was bloated, my arms were bloated, my tongue was bloated. I would shake the whole thing off and I'd be fine. And I didn't know that that's not the way you're supposed to wake up. And, and uh, so when our church got into deliverance, I asked the elders to come pray for me. And as they prayed for a demon to come out, what manifested was that sensation. Uh, my wife was sitting there in the living room. She said, it looked like my tongue was bloated. And I felt like it was bloated. And, um, and I shook this whole thing off. It came out with tears. And I've never had that dream since then. That was a 15-year-old recurring dream that I've never had for the last 20, 30 years of my life. What about that fear of stroke? I'm sure that demon would have tried to convince me that I was going to die of a stroke. And I have zero fear of stroke at this point. 
absolutely zero fear. Okay, so you, you cast out many demons, but one time you bumped into a demon <laughs> that you could not cast out. Tell me about well, that. Well, yeah, exactly. We, uh, we had cast out thousands of demons from hundreds of people, and, and sometimes they come out easy, sometimes they come out hard, and this one gentleman, it was difficult. We'd spent an hour shouting at him, saying, in the name of Jesus, this demon come out. And the demon would manifest, the person would shake and vibrate, a gruff voice would say, I'm not coming out, and we said, you are coming out. In the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess, you're coming out. And the demon would not come out. And two or three of us spent an hour commanding it to come out. And I said, God, I am so frustrated. Theologically, this makes no sense because the Bible is crystal clear that every knee must bow to the name of Jesus, and this demon did not bow. I have no idea why it didn't bow. I have no idea why it didn't come out. And because I am so theologically confused, I'm just going to set this area aside because I'm lost. I, there's obviously stuff about the heart which I do not understand, and I cannot make this work. So for 10 years, he would have nothing to do with deliverance until he went to a conference in Australia, and all of a sudden, he was getting some very unusual thoughts. <laughs> well, my life had been getting more mucked up, as I would call it. I picked up some anger and fear and fear of rejection and and I didn't know pastors <laughs> did that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I thought once I was ordained I'd have no more sin issues but you know I got fired from some jobs and some people wounded me and so I had wounds in my heart and some demons said we can help you with those wounds and so they magnified them and here I am starting a 21 day tour uh, speaking tour in Australia and I'm feeling fear of rejection, rejection, anger and I'm saying God you know I'm in no shape to minister. So. I asked a, a surgeon if his wife, who I'd heard did prayer ministry, if she would pray for me. And uh, he said he'd check, and so the next day the two of them got together and they spent three hours praying for me. And uh, in those three hours, she was amazing. They got about 20 demons out of me, hmm. which really made me feel better. Here's <laughs> the bottom line. How was your life different How after was it? that? <laughs> well, the fear of rejection, the fear, the rejection, the anger, the hatred, the rage, all of that was gone. Because what would, what would used to happen if, if I would get into a threatening situation, I would feel something rise up within me and grip me and push me into a fear, a fear at corner. And, and I was controlled by fear. And I'm convinced now that when something rises up within a person and grips them and pushes them in a negative direction, that thing is a demon. And I have none of that kind of stuff within me anymore. There's nothing that rises up within me, grips me, and pushes me. I'm free. But when she prayed for you, she showed you seven very supernatural prayers, and you've been praying this over people ever since. What type of results have you gotten? We have gotten tremendous results. Uh, I w as, as I looked at those seven prayers, which I realized she was detaching the anchors that demons hung, hung on to, and, and that's why the demons came out so easily. And the reason they stayed that one time you failed was because they actually are like attorneys. They have legal rights to stay. Yeah. And so she would remove all the legal rights through these first six prayers and the seventh prayers to cast the demon out. And at that point, it would come out easily without any, any pressure, because it's, it's no longer attached to something within the individual. And just out of curiosity, when you would pray for normal deliverance, it would be hours and they would, they, they would yell and scream yeah. and fight. Yeah. Do you see much of that now? No, no. That, see, that's over with now, because now deliverance is usually maybe two or three minutes. I like that. <laughs> Don't I go away. It. We'll tell you some of these seven supernatural prayers. Be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. 
Are you praying over and over again for God to heal you without success? Do you know someone who continues to suffer from deep emotional or mental disorders? Dr. Mark Verkler wants to teach you how to pray effectively and experience God's miracles. Call now and receive this eight-part audio CD teaching series, Prayers That Heal the Heart, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1264. Are you or someone you know tired of spending money on doctors, mental health specialists, drug therapy, and even years of ineffective prayer. Through this eight-part audio CD teaching series, you will learn seven supernatural prayers that will allow you to break generational sins and curses, sever ungodly soul ties, replace negative beliefs with God's promises, renounce inner vows, receive divine visions, break word curses spoken over you by others, cast out every demonic stronghold. Now you can experience freedom and healing throughout your entire being, including your spirit, your soul, and your physical body through this supernatural healing process. Don't miss out on getting this eight-part audio CD teaching series, Prayers That Heal the Heart, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1264. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1264 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Mark Verkler, and I've got some good news for you. You do not have to live with that pain, emotional or physical. Uh, Mark, what you found out that there were seven supernatural prayers. Right. And when people systematically pray these prayers, yeah. every legal right yeah. that these demons have, uh -huh. they're just dismissed, and then it's easy to set someone free. But the big question I have is, how can a Christian have a demon? <laughs> well, that's a big question I had, too. You know, and I initially didn't believe a Christian could have a demon. And for several reasons. One is because the word demon possessed freaked me out. I said, you know, you can't be possessed by the Holy Spirit and possessed by right. the evil spirit. Yeah. However, the Greek in the New Testament isn't possessed. The Greek is daimonion, which means demonized, which literal definition is under the influence of, hmm. which is a totally different picture than possessed by. Possessed by is, it means I'm controlled, where under the influence of says, well, there's some area of my flesh or soul that's under the control of something negative, even though in my spirit I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit. So that picture makes it more acceptable for me to say, yeah, there's a lot of parts of us. We got souls, we got bodies, and maybe a demon's controlling one part out there, even while the Holy Spirit's possessing my spirit. You know, in the New Testament, I, I, I read about Jesus casting out spirits of infirmity, mm -hmm. and people get healed. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing that you and I were discussing is, can a Christian have, have a demon? Can a Christian be sick? Well, the latter, you'd say for sure. Of course a Christian can be sick. Well, does that mean their demon, their sickness possessed, demon possessed? No. But does that mean they're demonized, as you mm -hmm. pointed out? Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, now, do many Christians need <laughs> deliverance? Well, my personal guess is we all need deliverance because we've all been wounded. We walk through life. Things happen. And when things happen, we put up walls. You know, I put up walls and say, that'll never happen again. What is a healed heart? What is a wounded heart? A healed heart, I think, is a heart that uh, lives in faith, hope, and love. Now abide these three, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 
So if I can look at, an, if you can look at every area of life, like your marriage, and say, I've got faith, hope, and love. Look at your health and say, I have faith that I'm going to live into old age with vibrant health. Look at your finances and say, I've got faith for my finances. I'm going to lend and not borrow. I'll look at my children and say, I've got faith, hope, and love there. So if in each of these areas, you can say, I've got, I'm full of faith, hope, and love, then it's healed. But if you look at one of those areas and you say, no, nah, I've got fear, doubt, and unbelief, then that's unhealed. That area is unhealed. So an unhealed heart would be any opposite of faith, hope, and love. Opposite of faith would be fear, doubt, unbelief. Opposite of hope would be hopelessness, despair, loneliness. Um, hop, uh, faith, hope, love. Opposite of love is anger, hatred, rage. So those would all be heart wounds that demons could fill, and which we can, we can now heal through deliverance prayer, through these seven prayers. Well, let's take a look at some of these prayers. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, the first one would be a prayer of uh, breaking generational curses. What are generational curses and uh, why do they have to be broken? Well, the Bible says that sins of the parents are passed on down to the third and fourth generation. So a lot of times the messes we have didn't start with us, they started with our parents and they're coming down through to us. So we can place the, the cross of Jesus between the generational sins and curses and us. And I, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. And, and I would say to the person, picture yourself in your mother's womb because that's where you picked up generational sins and curses. And picture that baby there, picture the cross of Jesus between that baby and all the, the stream of energy flowing down towards it from the mom and the dad. And you just speak it. You say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my parents uh, for giving to me generational sins and curses in the area of whatever, anger, hatred, scorn. And, uh, and I command that to hit the cross of Christ, Jesus, fall to the ground powerless at the foot of the cross, and I release that baby in the womb uh, from these generational sins and curses, and I pray for the blessings of Calvary to cascade down over that baby, and I bless that baby with life, and I call that life to come, to come upon that child. Give me an example, a real life experience of someone that prayed then what happened to them. Who broke generational sins and curses. I'm gonna just read yes. a testimony if I may, all right? Okay. This is a, from a lady, uh, Kelly Shea, and uh, she said, I, here's her testimony. I, had, I started having stomach problems whenever I drank anything with a certain ingredient in it. This hadn't always been the case, and I had no idea what triggered this new sensitivity, and it went on for about two years. I was going through the prayers that heal the heart uh, set, and uh, there was a lesson about generational sins and curses, and uh, it mentioned that that could result in allergies. I knew there was adultery a few generations back in my family, so I prayed through breaking those generational sins. A few days later, I was out with my friends. I ordered a, a drink without thinking, and when I got home that night, I realized I wasn't sick. It was then that I thought about the results of the prayer. The allergy has never come back. Kelly Shea. That is wonderful. Now, you prayed these supernatural prayers with many people. You conduct seminars, you have tapes, etc. What type of results are you getting? We're getting tremendous results. Um, God said, yeah, you pray all seven prayers over everybody. And what happens is as, you are being, as you're working through these, you feel lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter until you're free. And, and people feel that lightness. I feel the lightness. People who go through it, they feel the lightness. They come I back. actually feel a lightness as you're speaking this. But what, what about, let's, let's take another one ungodly soul ties. Most of you never heard of this. Well, what are ungodly soul ties? A soul tie, um, in the Bible you have an example of the soul of David was knit with the soul of Jonathan, knit. So they're tied together, two souls. So whenever you have a booze and buddy relationship or a covenant contract with a person, you, you have a soul tie. And um, 
if you have an ungodly soul tie, you're passing stuff from one person to the other. So if we get together to gossip about the government or people, that I'm pouring poison, a toxic poison, into your spirit, and we have a soul tie because we get to, to do it every week, you know? We just share negatives. So that would be one example of an ungodly soul but, tie. But see, here's the most wonderful thing. When you attack all of these areas that the devil has strongholds, he, it, it, it's almost like you're covered in oil, and he goes to reach in his hand, shoop, We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Get ready to reserve your place on the Sid and Joyce Roth Appointment in Jerusalem Israel Tour. David Martin will be one of Sid's special ministry guests. Two years ago, God instructed me to host a supernatural tour to Israel. I invited Israeli and American friends who move in the miraculous to join us. The tour was such a spiritual highlight, we're gonna do another one this year, this year in Jerusalem. And we've purposely kept this top quality tour under $3,000, and that includes all taxes and tips. Don't miss out on Sid's Appointment in Jerusalem Israel Tour. The reservations are filling up fast, so call now for the free brochure at 1-800-959-1062. Please specify the Sid Roth Israel trip when you call or visit our website at sidroth.org. Come experience God's presence like never before. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Mark Verkler. And we're talking about such a fascinating area because most people I know, most Christians I know, in one or more areas of their life, they're not really free. I, I loved it what you said, Mark, that the comment that most people that go through this series have to say is, I feel lighter. lighter. Yeah. And, and they are lighter. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something that, uh, it, this is so important, breaking word curses. Okay. Yeah, word curse, some, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so I can speak life over myself uh, or you, and you can speak life over me, or we can speak death over each other or over ourselves. And, and some word curses have been spoken by another person, and some have been spoken by me over my life. And, and they have power. They have spiritual power which needs to be broken. So I would imagine the word curse that would be the worst of all would be when you speak a curse over your life, not even realizing it's a curse. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll say, I'm never going to get healed of this sickness. Hmm. Well, that's a word curse. I have just said the power of God cannot meet me and will not meet me, and I'm going to stay in this prison, all right? And so I mean I, that. I'm going to always have a bad marriage. I'm going to always have yeah. a bad relationship with my children. Yeah, or I'm, not, I'm never going to get a job. Not in this economy, mm -hmm. I can't get a job. Those are all word curses which need to be broken. You need to say, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of that word curse. That is a lie, and it has no authority and power in my life. And the truth is, and then you go to the Bible and the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, what is the truth? All right, the truth is, well, I've blessed you. I've blessed your hands. I've blessed your kneading basket. I've blessed your barns. I've blessed everything you touch. That's one truth. All right, so you start speaking truth, which speaks life then, instead of speaking death over Did you, you out of curiosity, ever find out if you cursed yourself or someone cursed you and get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've spoken several word curses over myself and the Lord told me to stop. Uh, one, one was concerning my abilities academically because when I was in high school and college, I was straight B's all the way through. No A's, straight B student. So I used to confess I have a B level brain. And um, God said, Mark, don't ever say that again. He said, now that you are 
anointed with the Holy Spirit, he said, you have a triple A brain. He said, you are brilliant. And you say, from now on you say, I am brilliant through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so he took me out of a box, a prison I'd built myself for myself saying, I am limited. I cannot perform. And he said, don't ever say that again. And gave me a new platform where I can now be much smarter than I would have been. <laughs> yeah, another one. It, it, there's no such thing as the most important one because, Mark, as you've explained, if you leave a couple out, you then allow room for the demonic to influence you. Well, you know, I was at a seminar last weekend and the lady, you know, I was praying with a lady and she said, you know, I went and I got prayed for and I broke this ungodly belief, you know, and, and she said, I felt better, but it this mess is still there. And I said, well, that's because you prayed one of the seven prayers. And one of the seven gave you a level of release. And if you'll go home and pray the other six, pray the whole bundle, you will not get a level of release. You will get a full, complete release. I explain to me the prayer of inner healing. Inner healing is allowing Jesus to walk into some painful scenes and show up and do whatever he wants to do. And uh, this one lady, you want a story? Please. <laughs> this one lady who was a pastor's wife, she had a child who was stillborn and, um, and she was broken heart. She was traumatized. She, she sees the dead baby and, and this picture is, is powerful. And even though in her mind, theologically, she knows the child's in heaven, the picture is the baby dead. And whenever you have a, co a competition between a picture and an idea, the picture wins. We say a picture's worth a thousand words. So the Lord gave her a new picture. He took her in a vision, an open vision. He took her to heaven, and uh, he walked over to a, a um, bassinet in heaven, and he reached down, picked out a little baby, and he gave it to her. And he said, this is your baby. And she held the baby, she caressed it, she nursed it, she counted all of its fingers and toes, and spent some time with it. And then the Lord said, now it's time to go back. And so she gave the baby back to him, he put it back in the bassinet, and took her back to earth. But that's inner healing. That's allowing Jesus to walk in the scene and give you a new picture. So now that she had this new picture, what difference did it make? Well, now she's no longer devastated over the fact that she's lost a child, this child is dead. That devastation, that pain is gone because now there's a hope there. She, she knows the child's in heaven with Jesus. She sees that and what you see changes your heart. Well, you know, there must be a lot of women in this country that have had abortions and uh, they have found that women that have abortions carry that trauma the, the rest of their life. Is there mm. a way of getting rid of that trauma the same way? Well, yeah, I definitely would say we want to go through these seven prayers. We just, and we just, uh, and inner healing is one of them. You want to ask Jesus to show up and say, Lord, you know, you were there when this thing happened. You know, you were there in the room because you're Emmanuel, God with me, you were there. So where were you at? What were you saying? What were you doing? And then just fix your eyes on Jesus, look around the room, see where he was. And, and he'll appear in the picture in your mind and, and then you invite the Holy Spirit to take it over and say, Jesus, move freely and tune to flow and the scene will come alive and Jesus will come and he'll put his arms around you and hold you. Uh, he'll speak loving words. Spontaneous thoughts will come to you, which is the voice of Jesus talking to you. And spontaneous pictures will come, which is the vision of Jesus. And you can just write down that flow of spontaneous thoughts and pictures. And now explain to me what that means exactly, the spontaneous flow of thoughts and pictures. Yeah. Well, see, my thoughts are analytical thoughts. I say, hmm, two plus two is four. And a spontaneous thought is a flowing thought. It's, it comes to me like I'm driving on the road and says, pray for somebody. Say, oh yeah, pray for us. It just dropped in and it came from flow. And the Bible says, out of my innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke with the Spirit. So when you and I want to tune to the Spirit, we tune to flow, flowing thoughts.
flowing pictures or spontaneous thoughts and spontaneous pictures. They come with a life of their own. I don't think them up myself. Give me briefly one person that comes to mind that prayed these seven prayers and what happened? Well, one gentleman we prayed for, he had uh, chemical sensitivity and uh, really strong ish, ish problem with it. And uh, we prayed and we were done praying for him. He saw the Lord in the vision come, minister healing, set him free. And, uh, and I've checked back with him over the years, this is like 10, 15 years ago, and he said it's totally gone. The chemical sensitivity is totally gone and has not returned. Yeah, you know, Mark, you were talking about uh, earlier a fear of stroke. There's so many of you that have fears, and fear is a symptom yes. of a wounded heart. It is, it is. It's, it's the fact that Satan is now speaking spontaneous negative thoughts to me rather than the Holy Spirit speaking spontaneous positive thoughts. And, and how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Exactly, exactly. So we need to kick out Satan, kick out all of his spontaneous negativity, and all of his legal rights, remove those, and uh, grant the Holy Spirit a chance so, to So has anyone taken the course and it not worked that you know of? Not that I know of. I mean, I've had probably hundreds of people email me and tell me this changed my now, life. But, well, when you've prayed with people these same prayers, what have you observed? I've observed that people got healed, all right? Just radically healed in many different areas. Because I've prayed for hundreds and hundreds of people, and there's always been a lightness. They feel lighter and lighter. A lot of tears usually because when Jesus walks into a scene and does what he wants to do, it just touches I, your heart. I understand because Jesus himself walked into a scene the worst day of my life before I knew the Lord. And I've experienced a realm where if I wanted to worry, I could not worry. What a realm to live in. The way you get in this realm is by healing your heart, by experiencing this lightness, by experiencing this freedom. But the step one is to experience what it's like to have your sins forgiven, to be clean, to be as holy in God's sight as Yeshua is, as Jesus is. That can only be if you make Jesus your Lord. In your words, in your words, get right with God now. Do it right now. Are you praying over and over again for God to heal you without success? Do you know someone who continues to suffer from deep emotional or mental disorders? Dr. Mark Verkler wants to teach you how to pray effectively and experience God's miracles. Call now and receive this eight-part audio CD teaching series, Prayers That Heal the Heart, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1264. Are you or someone you know tired of spending money on doctors, mental health specialists, drug therapy? and even years of ineffective prayer. Through this eight-part audio CD teaching series, you will learn seven supernatural prayers that will allow you to break generational sins and curses, sever ungodly soul ties, replace negative beliefs with God's promises, renounce inner vows, receive divine visions, break word curses spoken over you by others, cast out every demonic stronghold. Now you can experience freedom and healing throughout your entire being, including your spirit, your soul, and your physical 
physical body through this supernatural healing process. Don't miss out on getting this eight-part audio CD teaching series, Prayers That Heal the Heart, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1264. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1264 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, we are in the season of the great wealth transfer that is coming to believers. It's time to stop being in debt and simply surviving. My guest is a supernatural scientist to help you not just survive, but thrive. 